Hey, everybody, welcome to the Daily Objective. And we've got quite a topic to discuss with you today. You know, people often say, oh, you don't believe in God? Then I guess you won't be wanting any Christmas presents on Christmas. And uh, alternately, people say, oh, you objectivists don't believe in altruism? Well, you can spend Christmas alone counting your cash because uh, we're going to be enjoying our wonderful altruistic gift-giving holiday. So this is a question that comes up. First, let me point out, this is not an important part of ethics. You know, should you give gifts on Christmas? That is a very specific issue uh, that comes up once a year. This is not what life is about. There's much more to life than whether or not you should give gifts on Christmas. Think about it. Think about your life in the big picture, what you want to do with it. Is this the important question? What to do if I'm in a lifeboat? What to do on Christmas? Or if I'm in a lifeboat on Christmas? Those seem to be the main questions that seem to come up. But uh, further than that, let me uh, also point out, this is a very, uh, what the kids would call a first world problem. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you needed to have the industrial revolution. You needed to have the scientific revolution. You needed to have at least implicit egoism by some very innovative people to have the entrepreneurial and scientific and, you know, political advancements that gave us a, that delivered us to a world where we have the abundance, where we have the wealth and the time and treasure to dedicate to uh, giving gifts to our friends and family. So now that, but now that we're here, it's perfectly valid, I think, to, for people to wonder, well, what does Ayn Rand mean? Or what does her philosophy mean when it comes to Christmas? And yes, we have the religious people saying, well, if you don't believe in God, then, you know, you don't think God gave you this sacrificial morality that says, you know, to give is better than to receive. Then uh, I guess you won't be giving and receiving gifts this Christmas. And these sort of secular people who might be detractors of Rand's might also say something like, oh, if you don't believe in altruism, then yeah, spend Christmas uh, by yourself, uh, give yourself some gifts, and uh, we'll be enjoying the company of our loved ones exchanging gifts because uh, we, are, we believe in altruism as the moral ideal. So there's a lot wrong with, this, uh, with the way that this issue is often framed and co the conflation of benevolence with altruism and stuff like that. We're going to get into all of that. So let me uh, introduce our, our co-hosts today. First, we've got a guy who, I don't know, I thought for a minute he, he sent his, his thug friend, the, the gangster, the guy with the beanie, a guy, you know, as a guy who lived in Detroit, I got to tell you, I feel right at home with this guy. Uh, it's Mark Pellegrino. What's up, Raga? And we've Merry got a guy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh-oh, he sounds like an altruist. We'll get to that. But we've also got a guy who, let me tell you, um, if you thought Detroit has some bad actors, this, is, this guy is from the uh, violence <laughs> capital of the world, but that doesn't phase him. It doesn't sway him. He is living the good life. He is pursuing not only the dollar, but the spiritual life as well. And look at him. He, he's got more books than, honestly, I'm afraid to go near, the, breathe in the direction of those books behind him. <laughs> if you're watching the visual version of this podcast, you, you, you might be very nervous looking at that stack of books. But what, it, what are books, if not a spiritual uh a spiritual value in a very finite material packaging, I guess, you know, ideas contained within a material object. Let us introduce the man, the myth, Jonathan Honig. Thank you, Rucka. And, you know, I tell you, I mean, I, I'm all about gift giving, although 
as I'll mention, don't give me books. It's actually the one gift that I don't want to get. Ayn Rand, as I understand it, actually had kind of a similar, let's say, stipulation. She didn't enjoy getting music. People would give her pieces of music. As I understand it, Jim Valiant, who's a friend of our podcast here and our show, uh, mentioned on Facebook that Ayn Rand didn't enjoy. So we'll, we'll get into a little bit of that. But I'm, I'm glad you kind of identify and welcome to all of our listeners and viewers around the world and on YouTube, Facebook, et cetera. Um, I'm glad you kind of established that point that, you know, we associate objectivism with rational selfishness. So a lot of people just kind of from the get-go are saying, why would you give a gift? You know, what, what, what's the, why would you give a gift? What, how could you selfishly get anything out of giving a gift? You're giving yourself something up. And, you know, Rand talks about this. She says that there's nothing wrong with giving a gift. What she was against was this kind of idea that you have a moral obligation to sacrifice that, you know, and um, Rand, I'll share just quickly Rand's quote on this issue. If, uh, I have it here um, because it's, I think it's important to, to distinguish. I, in fact, love giving gifts. I'm going to share with you in one brief second the gift I gave I'm giving this year. But, you know, Rand said, my views on charity are very simple. I do not consider it a major future virtue. And above all, I do not consider it a moral duty. There's nothing wrong with helping other people if and when they're worthy of the help and you could afford to help them. I regard charity as a marginal issue. Ironic though, however, as you said, Rucka, in our issue, in our, our day to day, uh, charity is seen as the most important thing, the more you give. But I like do like giving gifts um, to some extent, especially around the holidays. I like giving basically two types of gifts. There's kind of business gifts of value and there's personal gifts of no value. I find myself around the holidays giving a lot of business gifts of value. Uh, people who help me out in, you know, either in business ways. I, I love the kind of the creativity of certain business gifts, you know, uh, interesting different types of candies and sweets and treats, et cetera. I also frankly like giving people who work for me and work with me cash on the holidays. I think it goes a great deal. Um, I like buying gifts for myself. So I'm totally pro gifts. In fact, one of my gifts this year, ironically books, but I, I gave this beautiful edition of Atlas Shrugged by the Folio Society uh, to people who I knew would appreciate it. So, you know, gifts should be a selfish pleasure. You should, of course, get something out of it. Um, but for me, I'll say one thing and then I'll toss it to, to Mark as I freestyle on this a little bit. I don't like getting books because when somebody gives you a book, to me, it's always like, okay, read this and get back to me. And I feel like, fuck, man, I got a whole stack of books on my own I want to get to. So, for me, the best kind of gift is like homemade cookies or basically someone wants to take me out to dinner and buy me dinner, something that involves an appreciation of that other person. I got enough money. Somebody give me a freaking gift card doesn't mean anything to me. So I enjoy that exchange of real values, not monetary values, um, but it really is a, a personalized. And as I think as Rand said, not a major important issue in one's life. What do you think, Mark? I mean, I, I think it's interesting that people who, who classify selfishness as an evil almost invariably hold the selfish person as desiring only to acquire material values. It's as, it's as if selfishness is, is a crass materialist concept. They don't understand that profit for any human being is much deeper and wider a concept than just simply a, a tabulation in an accounting book. As the baby Jesus said, 
Man does not live by bread alone. And giving a gift can be one of the most satisfying um, values that you pursue. Certainly, it's not a primary value, but it's certainly satisfying in the sense that you are promoting your values by recognizing the good in someone, recognizing their value to your life and giving them a gift as an expression of that recognition. That's amazing. That's great. I, there's, 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 there's a few people that are getting gifts from me because I love them and they're very important to my life. And there's a number of people who aren't because I'm either indifferent to them or do not like them at all. And they don't deserve a present from me. Yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of material, uh, we do have a super chat function. If any of you wish to have your comment highlighted or, or just send a donation, obviously Jonathan says he has enough money but the Ayn Rand Center UK does not have enough money. They need to spread the message. They want to make every day Christmas, which is how I see the bright future if objectivism wins out. So uh, go ahead and do that. Until YouTube hears the language that Jonathan is using on the show, we are a monetized channel with a super chat function. Um, You know, so there was a time when Ayn Rand, I think, considered herself a materialist when she was young because... Uh, the only options at the time in philosophy were materialism versus I think idealism was the other option. So either like only your mind is real or only the body is real and consciousness is, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't want to obviously speak for Ayn Rand, let alone young Ayn Rand, but, um, but it took even Rand a a while to realize that she herself was not a a materialist. And I think we uh, who learn about Ayn Rand often assume, oh, she means be selfish, like never give a penny to anybody and never give anything to anyone unless it's an even trade. But there is such a thing as spiritual values. And this is a concept that the religionists have, have monopolized improperly. So let's smash that monopoly and remind people anything that pertains to consciousness, to your values is not a necessarily material. It can be the, a person you love. You love this person. There's no amount of money that you can sell or buy them for. Um, people uh, challenged Rand in interviews. They would say like, well, what about feeding your child? Isn't that altruism? And I think Rand said something along the lines of, no, letting your child go hungry so that the neighbor can eat, that the neighbor's child can eat, that would be altruism. So you can see that altruism basically altruism, it puts Jesus on a cross as the moral ideal. And most of us are not going to reach that ideal, but that's the ideal. So anything you do that's not in that direction of Jesus on, on nail to a cross, you got to have a, accept a little bit of guilt about. But uh, anything you do sacrifice, anything you do sort of do, quote, selflessly, now that is, um, you know, moving in the right direction. But that's the ideal that Standard is what needs to be called into question, and Rand calls it into question, and she smashes it by asking, why? And I ask you why, as people in Chicago and Detroit might put it. Um, yeah, Jonathan, uh, I, yeah. I'm going to cancel all the books I was going to send you. Jeez. Yeah, yeah so well, I mean, I, well, I mean it's, and it's ultimately one of those things that, you know, gift-giving and selfishness seem so diametrically opposed at first glance. As you said, I mean, I... This idea of, of materialism, like, well, if you're selfish, that means just you want to have physical things. But, you know, you know, you're, you're, you're giving me a little shit rucka about. But like, for example, you know, for for as, for a friend to give me a friggin $50 gift card somewhere, you know, it, 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 to me, it, I certainly appreciate it, I'll take it. But like, 
you know, I'd, what I ultimately love if that person really is a value to me and is for that friend to spend a couple hours with me. I mean, not in COVID obviously, but like, let's have a Zoom chat or something like that. You know, that, that, that to me, and I, I think it gets to kind of what you said, this difference of like, quote unquote, profit and utility. I mean, for me at least, receiving certain types of gifts that might have a great monetary value, I guess that means something, uh, but it's a, I get a, a, a real spiritual value. Again, part of what I love about the kind of Christmas oriented gifts, and I think Rand talks about this, is the creativity. And as you said, uh, Rucka, what a friggin' unbelievable first world problem um, we have that, you know, not have, but we are able to enjoy that there is such an abundance of gifts. So, you know, a lot of the gift giving I do, frankly, around the holidays, talk about self, is giving gifts to myself. Like I bought a fucking comfy sweatshirt. I bought some interesting candy that I wanted. Um, I bought a new monitor. Uh, and, you know, I think that's that's got to be part of it as well, is kind of patting yourself a little bit on the back and enjoying that. So uh, it's a wonderful world we live in. But what I'm certainly against is that notion, as you said, of of obligation that you're required by to be seen as a, a moral, morally good person to give alms, to give to the so-called needy, give to the so-called poor. If you're not get, getting something out of it, then you shouldn't do it. What do you think, Mark? I, yeah, I think I also think that what you're responding to when you get the $50 gift card as opposed to the two-hour Zoom call or the home-baked cookies is is you're seeing you're seeing a value reflected in the gift that they're giving you. You're seeing how they esteem you by the amount of thought and effort that they put into something. Right. And somebody giving you a half-assed $50 gift card is somebody who clearly doesn't esteem you that, that but, much. It, it that, almost that seems being, obligatory. To give that fifty dollars to the Ayn Rand Center UK, not as necessarily uh, well as I am, means a great <laughs> yeah, deal to them. I think it again, it's all about context. I mean, especially during the holidays, as I said. I mean, for me, the doorman, my housekeeper, everything else like that. I mean, I'm very generous with them, and I hope our viewers and our listeners are generous with the Ayn Rand Center UK. There's no institutions in the United Kingdom advocating for individualism, radical selfishness capitalism we are really the only voice in town so thank you for any amount of money 50 pounds or 500 really means a great deal just telling us uh, i think mark you'd, you'd agree kind of emotionally that what we're doing has value yes indeed and i also think perhaps this is a suggestion to our god razi um that per perhaps christmas uh, should be about the the actual invention of christmas which i believe was was a commercial invention as far as I know, uh, religions for through the ages were quite hostile to the concept of celebrating Christmas, particularly some of the um, some of the uh, Protestant iterations of it in America. And it was a it was a commercial invention of the late what nineteenth early twentieth century that gave us Santa Claus as we know it and the, and the Christmas yes. tradition as we know it. So I think it would be interesting if somebody is is versed in that history to do an entire show on. Uh, the narrative of commercial uh, Christmas um, as we know it and why it's good. Yeah, I think Christmas, if you trace it far enough, was a pagan holiday, hence the tree. You know, whoever, heard, what, what does a tree have to do with Jesus being born, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, item of nature, the tree. Um, and, you know, like many things in many religions, it was sort of appropriated to kind of make it more accessible and agreeable to the, populations to which they were let's say suggesting this new religion when or if they when they uh, conquered an area or whatever it was 
Now, but yeah, kind of uh, fittingly, I would say this pagan holiday became a, a household name and it became a real mark on the calendar in capitalist industrial United States in the 19th century and in the 20th century. Santa Claus, ever wonder why he wears red? Why? What, 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 what makes him love the color red so much? Coca-Cola decided he wears red. There you go. Is that true? That's what I've heard, and I'm going well, to. Run. I, what I, I mean, I, I'm glad you. I mean, I, I, that I'm not so sure of, but I do know oh. that Rudolph, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, was invented by friggin' Montgomery Ward. You know, we think about Rudolph saying, "You know, oh, it's a soul story," and like everything we love about Christmas is about. I think exactly what you're alluding to, uh, Rucka. I mean, the the gifts, the pageantry. Marianne is saying, you know, she loves Christmas, the lights, the music, the spending time with the friends and family, and I think it really kind of gets down to it is that, you know, giving as objectivists, it's always like, how could you want to, why would you want to give anything? But we get so much out of giving in certain contexts, not giving blindly giving, but giving uh, to values that are important to us, seeing justice served. And I'll also mention briefly, Kevin is pointing out that the UK Liberty Party that I'm not too familiar with that, but there are also voices for for uh, uh, objectivism in the, in the United Kingdom. And and, and, and that's awesome. Continue doing what you're doing. Thanks for partnering with us and being part of what we us because we're a minority now. And, you know, everyone else says it's, you've got to give to the poor because it's your spiritual duty. You know, we are not. We're saying for uh, giving you get self, giving is selfish for much, many other reasons. That's right. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, yeah. And Christmas is very much a commercial holiday, just as it's a Jewish, uh, I guess, equivalent Hanukkah became you know I, I think you think if you go back to like you know eastern europe where the jews are living in like one little village for generation after generation scraping by hoping that you wondering where their next meal is coming from you think they had time to uh cook you know potato pancakes and uh you know uh whole list donuts jelly donuts and uh and give each other gifts all for eight days straight you were lucky to get one gift in your life but you know capitalism prosperity brought about the luxurious lifestyle, where the abundance, where you have time to even contemplate having a gift-giving holiday where kids expect gifts from their parents. And as Christmas became what it became, of course, the Jews said, oh, I'll show you one Christmas. I'll give you eight days straight, eight crazy nights, as Adam Sandler uh, put it. Um, it's, uh, it is a, and, and I mean, people hold this against Christmas. They say, oh, Christmas, it's just a commercialist, you know, consumerist holiday. And I think the, I think Rand's answer to that is sort of, yes, and that's a good thing. Not that people should just blindly uh, in, in a very like um, kind of materialist, in self-indulgent way, just spend money senselessly and just throw it around like it's nobody's business, but rather celebrate, celebrate the fact that we were able as human beings on an individual basis and then among traders to look at this very uninviting planet and make it our bitch. See, Jonathan, I have a dirty mouth just like you. We made this planet our B word, and we should celebrate that at least once a year. Well, let me ask, so do you not, here's a, I'll throw this out. Do, do parents have an obligation to give their children a gift, something every year? No. You know, a, 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 a no. birthday or a, a Christmas or Hanukkah or something, no? No. Nor do I think children are under an obligation to give their parents a gift, if their if their parents were a very high value to them and 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 really really worked hard to make their lives 
something special, then I think it would be uh, unjust for them not to do it. They certainly are within their right, uh, their right uh, not to. And, and the same thing for a parent. A parent doesn't have an, a parent, I think, especially once the, once the child becomes an adult, uh, you know, can judge them as an adult. And if, if their values are, not, uh, are not, not the types of values that the parent thinks are, are very good, why should they promote them by gift giving? I mean, that may sound harsh, but um, I, I'm all for that. Well, I just remember at some point, Dr. Peikoff, I think, talked about in one of his podcasts that parents have an obligation to maybe educate their children up to a certain level. And this is just me talking that, but maybe there's a sense of like, you know, you birth this child. You have to give it a gift every year to acknowledge your passing. You know, I don't think so. And I don't have children necessarily, but maybe for me, it's a one-way street. Like a parent has a responsibility to give the, the child a gift, but the child does not have a responsibility. To give uh, I don't know. That, that, for, that intuitively rankles me, um, but I'm interested in what people <laughs> in the Super Chat might say about that because I, I'm sort of unclear. I haven't really thought about that too deeply. So I'd like, uh, I'd like to inspire some conversation on that, on that issue yeah, for I, sure. I, but I want to say something really quickly, Rucka, about commercial. I hate the concept that commercialism is, is so is so poo-pooed by people. To me, when you say commercialism is bad, you're saying free exchange and what people want is not good, right? I mean, to, I, I just substitute those concepts for commercial, free exchange and what people want, uh, you, you know? Um, and, and What I, you can and friggin' I, get, amazing types of treats from all over the world for nothing in two days delivered to your door, thanks to that big, bad, evil SOB, Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, commercial's good. Commercial's commercial's good. It's it's about what people want and fulfilling a want and a need, and that's that's a noble human purpose. I mean, certainly many people have bettered their own lives <laughs> and of their many employees and family and communities by cr developing a a a product that people wish to buy uh, recreationally. So. Uh, the world becomes a much better place when people uh, pursue commercial ventures, obviously, better for human beings. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I think what people are alluding to is that they're saying like, oh, it's just making us materialistic and, and shallow. But I think that's a, a package deal that they're doing. Um, now, when in Leonard Peikoff's uh, chapter on capitalism in his book, Objectivism, the Philosophy of Ayn Rand, in his usual eloquence, he describes how capitalism is accused of contradictory things all the time. So on one hand, capitalism is accused of creating monopolies. On the other hand, it's accused of creating this endless cutthroat competition. Uh, so also another one I would say here is on one hand, capitalism is accused of making us, you know, the average person too poor, you know, it screws over the little guy so he can't afford anything. On the other hand, capitalism is accused of making us so shallow that we just, you know, spend money on things we don't need because we have too much more money than we know what to do with. So um, these are, you know, these, these allegations, they're, they're really allegations against egoism. It's selfishness as a virtue that people don't want to um, entertain. Uh, but, and by the way, the topic of children, I think is a great one to have an episode about, if not sure. multiple episodes about. Um, I think the only thing a parent really owes their kid, like legally is to, you know, feed them and provide for them until they're old enough to feed themselves. But on, on a moral level, I would probably say, and I like, like Jonathan, I, in his words, I don't have children necessarily. If anyone out there uh, has a DNA test, they wish Jonathan to take to, to figure out. If Hell he has no. whoa, whoa. 
Oh, 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 I mean, you said you don't have kids necessarily. I know you're kind of the Don of Chicago. I'm sure you've got some skeletons in the closet. Anyway. You have a point, Rucka. But I will say, um, but probably like my, you know, my layman uh, take on parenting is you owe your kids like to kind of teach them how to think clearly and try to help them try to transmit the wisdom you have. So if you're not giving your kid a gift on Christmas, I think you should explain money is really tight this year. And everything we have is going towards just putting food on the table and we're trying to send you to school, a better school, whatever it is, explain it to them. Or you've been a really bad kid this year and you don't deserve any gifts. At least give them a reason, explain it to them. Um, so, or, or for one, any other reason, you're not giving them Christmas gifts, explain the reason. I think that would be kind of what uh, ethics might, might require you to explain rather than just saying, because I said so, which is not a... Not a, uh, not a constructive thing to tell a child. Good episode. Um, I think uh, we're about ready to call it a wrap, unless any of you is uh, itching to get one more item off your chest. We can- uh... Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no, you know, the moral is the practical, as we know, and there's, there's no conflict between giving and selfishness. I mean, that is the only true moral purpose of giving. So read Ayn Rand on this issue, follow the Ayn Rand Center UK, and uh, in my opinion, you know, think about if there's anyone that you'd really feel good about sharing something with on some level and them and only them might be the ones you want to to give to this holiday season. But all of our listeners and viewers, thanks for giving to us, giving us your time, your presence, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow, right? That's right. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, Mark, Jonathan, Rozzy, Lord Emperor behind the scenes, everyone in the chat room, everyone watching this present and future, and especially the super chatters, and even more especially the members. Now, uh, we got a Christmas party coming up this weekend, this Saturday, 8 p.m. UK time. I'm looking forward to that. It's a virtual party, of course, and uh, it's for members only. So if you want to hang out with the other members of the Ayn Rand Center UK and including some of us broadcasters associated with the channel, uh, become a member. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a solid way to get a value as well as uh, uh, dedicate some money to spreading the ideas that you believe in. You get a huge value. You get to hang out with Rucka Rucka Ali, Mark Pellegrino, Jonathan Honig. You, know, you get the, This is a huge value. Become a member today and we'll, we'll meet you on Friday. I was not aware. Well, it's Saturday. I was not aware if necessarily the two of you were going to be there, but I, I am planning to be there. Uh, Me too. No um, obligation, Mark. And I'll, be, I'll be there. I'll be there. Oh, all right. Well, now it's going to be a party for sure. And let me also remind the audience or let the audience know in just a few hours here, um, I don't have the exact time in front of me, but Rossi can uh, let me know if he's paying attention. Um, we got the selfish lovers coming up. Uh, at 1.30 p.m. California time, whatever that means to you, 1.30 p.m. PT, uh, 9.30 p.m. UK time. You know what 9.30 means, folks. It's that time of night where, oh, the, the work day is far behind you. You know, you're just ready to get busy with somebody special. 9.30 p.m. It's a sexy That's what show. I'm it's a sexy show. And we've got our, sorry, our two sexiest hosts on the, uh, on yeah. the, on the channel. We got Nico Sotirakopoulos. And Gloria Alvarez, uh, they're going to be talking about dating uh, as a millennial or dating millennials. I don't know. Something about dating and millennials. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's many variations that, that can go. Um, and uh, you can learn a lot by watching that. So looking forward to that. Thank you, everybody. See you back here on the Ayn Rand Center UK. Goodbye. Au revoir. <laughs>